0: Hello and welcome to Nevermind the Pain Points, a podcast dedicated to helping you unlock your business challenges. Pulling on our network of clients, partners, experienced employees and industry experts, we wanted to share with you our views and opinions on common business challenges. As a consulting firm that deals with these pain points on a daily basis, we thought we were well-placed to get insights on addressing these challenges. Enjoy the episode.
1: Welcome everyone to another episode of Nevermind the Pain Points. Uh, I'll be your kind of compare host for today and I'm joined by uh, two other people and I'll let them introduce themselves um, in a minute. Um, My name is Ed Kemp-Sloan, I'm a Principal Consultant and the Retail Lead for Clarisys.
0: My name is Omar, I come from a retail background and work for Make Positive as um, Head of Delivery and Customer Success.
2: My name is Sophie DiClemente, I'm a senior consultant at Clarisys, and my background is very much in the employee experience place and how do we improve how they operate within organisations.
1: Wonderful, well great to have you both here and we've got a very interesting topic to discuss today all around employee experience within the retail industry. So before we kick off on one of our kind of first topics, I just wanted to introduce a couple of kind of key statistics just to kind of get us thinking and and get kind of some of your input and insights um, on a few of these. So first of all, uh, there was a study done by ADP workforce view in Europe that found that companies with engaged employees pull in two and a half times more revenue compared to some of its competitors who had lower engagement levels. And we also saw from a CISR study that found that companies uh, in the top quartile in employee experience saw up to uh, twice as high NPS. With those statistics and you know, just seeing that the impact that a, a great employee experience can have, why do you think it's so fundamental to have a, a great in, in employee experience? And-
0: I think the conclusion for me was, well, until artificial intelligence takes over, um, and, and we know that might be coming at some point. Any business, not just retail, is run by its people. Fundamentally, retail is about selling to people. People understand people. Even behind the sophisticated technology of the latest online experience, it's actually the people who make it happen. If they shut down, if they don't have a good experience, it means the experience shuts down and the customers will not get a good experience. A good employee experience is absolutely critical to the success of any business, especially retail. You know, I worked across many retail brands, both online and bricks and mortar. I've never seen a delightful outcome from an employee who's unhappy.
1: Great, right, thank you, Omar. And, and that actually leads very nicely into our kind of first question for you both. So how do you think employee experience varies across the retail industry? And have you seen any kind of good examples of Where it's you know really successful and maybe where where it's not so much
0: there's various parts of retail there's the base necessities where you know people need to shop there because they have to you know buying food cleaning products base clothing but there's so much competition and customers have a choice and i think that's really important they will go where they get the best experience you know convenience cost variety of products and people are all a part of this experience. So employees make or break it, really. And then you've got the luxury retail brands like Armani, Dolce Gabbana, Bloomingdale's, Harvey Nichols. And again, I've been fortunate to have had the experience of working with them. Customers expect knowledge, they expect expertise, they expect that service. But most of all, subconsciously, they expect happiness. You know, they want to be treated as special customers. and, And this is what that personal connection is all about. One of the most well-known brands on the planet, Apple, doesn't actually pay its employees sales commissions on what they sell in the stores. Um, Instead, they get measured and rewarded based on their individual scores, scores based on customer happiness. And uh, they really do make an effort to make sure their people are happy to deliver that great customer experience.
2: From my perspective, when when we think about an employee's experience, that's really made up of three main components. So firstly, that's the physical, uh, which is the environment in which they operate, the digital, so the tools and technologies that help them do their job. And and fundamentally, it's the the, the largest piece, the most tricky is the culture. So how people interact with one another, what are the models they behave? And, and to your point, Omar, how are they how happy are they at work? Because that's fundamentally what's the most important thing. And I think reflecting on employee experience as a trend it's obviously increased a lot over the years and it's becoming on people's agenda more and more I think particularly with coronavirus it's it's jumped to the top of the agenda for many firms because they've had to think about how can our employees work from home do we trust them to work from home do they have the right setup and particularly from a retail side of things I think they've experienced arguably the most change compared to a lot of industries and I think coming back to your point around having a purpose, I think that's that's something that really is becoming increasingly important. So making sure that actually people do feel motivated by, you know, why do I come to work every day? What is the vision my company pushes out there and how do I align and support with that? So I think the purpose question is a really interesting one and I think reflecting on statistics 94 percent of millennials actually want to use their skills for a cause so i think it's really important for organizations to really leverage you know why do their employees work for them and how do we make the most of that
0: if i may add to that actually so when when i was working um in the customer experience space you know one of the uh, the most popular measures of customer experience is net promoter score um, NPS, um, which basically means how many people promote your brand versus detract from your brand. That's a great measure. And uh, in fact, we use the same system and the same framework which Apple uses. We could see that every different element which was impacting NPS, you know, there was product information, people information, process information, even the music that was played in the store would impact NPS but by far the biggest factor was actually people. And what we realized that if an NPS is being impacted by either the product or variety, if you've got a happy person in the store who can turn that customer around, you'll still get that sale, you'll still deliver that great experience and they will promote your brand and you'll, they'll come back for more. So the people side was super, super important. So what we decided to do is actually focus on people you know, we created um, an EX, an employee experience score, very similar to the customer experience score internally. And we looked at the entire life cycle of the employee from the time they join us to you know, the processes that they go through for onboarding, learning, actually doing the work, and even by the time they get promoted or want to leave the organisation at every single touch point, how do we keep them happy how do we learn from their experiences we saw over time how their employee experience score actually grew higher there was a direct correlation with NPS so our NPS was being impacted by the happiness of our our employees and and I add that's a, that's a, you know, a very data-driven fact. It was great to see that uh, direct correlation. And what it meant was managers throughout the organization, across all the different brands, they were given the data for the NPS. They were given the data around which part of the people experiences impacting that NPS. Um, And they all owned that relationship with their people and everyone was, as a consequence, much happier. We could see a difference in our NPS scores, which then obviously reflected through to the sales that were being made. So definitely a, a very strong connection there.
1: Thank you both for your answers there. I, I think, you know, when it comes to employer experience, it's 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 quite clear that, you know, when employees have a good experience, they're much more likely to go above and beyond for their customers, basically when they're aligned against a company purpose and, and everyone within the company is on board with that, then, you know, you can clearly see those results kind of in-store and, and also online. So that brings me on nicely to our second question. So what do you think are some of the biggest causes of a poor employee experience and how can that impact your customer experience?
2: So for me, there's there's probably three three main areas that stand out for me. I think first and foremost is poor engagement. I think where, where people feel like a cog in a machine, they feel underappreciated and feel like, you know, their efforts are not recognized. It really does impact motivation. You know, looking at performance reviews where people are only reviewed on their performance once a year, really does that push out the right behaviors as an organization you know we want to be checked in on regularly are we doing a good job how do we do how do we do better and how do we receive the support that we need so I think that's that's a really important one I think another layer of engagement is when organizations are going through lots of change and we know we're going through more change than ever and employees don't feel like they're at the heart of that process and when they're not consulted and they're not inputting into the changes and it gets sprung upon them we find people being disengaged and not bought into to the changes, which leads to people leaving the organization or, again, not doing their job as well as they could be, particularly from a retail perspective, uh, echoing what I said earlier, the amount of change that retail organizations have had to go through. I think what would be detrimental is where head offices are making decisions about the future of retail and what that looks like without actually bringing in the people that speak to customers day in, day out. They know them better than anyone. So they really should be leveraging their expertise to having them really bring into that solution. So, A, they're bought into it, but also they come up with the best solution there.
0: That's a, that's a really good point, Sophie, actually. One of the things which you know we we saw, they're, they're obviously basic things like employee security, the variety that they get in terms of the work they have, um, us trying to make things easier for them by giving them the right tools um, and the right frameworks and the right training. Really, one of the things that came across was every person is an expert because they are the ones who have the relationship with the customers they are the ones who understand the customer best and every person is different they don't want to be treated like the cookie cutter it's not about everybody's the same everybody is different so one of the things that really helped was for us to put an innovation program which was actually led by our employees on the front line so it was really opening up to them saying how would you solve this problem knowing the customers the way you do? And that really engaged them, you know, so all, all coming back to all the same points you're mentioning there about the engagement. That innovation thing came up with really good ideas. Everybody wanted to be known as an individual. And, and really it was for, about for us to see every single uh, touch point that they have across the entire journey that they, they're, they're with us. Uh, it drives loyalty, it drives good ideas, and, and most of all it drives the best customer experience as well which is a self-fulfilling prophecy, actually, because um, then they become much happier knowing that they've made someone happy.
2: Definitely. That actually brings me on to my to my next point, Omar, which was really around, you know, red tape, having too much bureaucracy and hierarchy in organisation. There's obviously a buzzword at the moment to become agile. You know, people want their employees to be empowered and to be able to drive decisions and see the change. But actually a lot of organizations don't have the structure in place to allow their employees to to make those changes and they still continue to having to, you know, get requests to make changes that really puts them off doing what they want to do. So I think it's really important when people say they want to improve their employee experience and give their employees the trust that they want them to have, that actually that is really in place and it's not just a buzzword. Otherwise, you just won't see the change that they want to see.
1: Great. Thank you both for that one. So I think it's, you know, it's very clear from the comments that you both made there that, you know. if you're, if you're not supporting your employees and they won't um, have the right interaction with your customers, thinking about what we would call like a data-driven approach and whether, Sophie, you've got any experience there of how to use a, a data-driven approach to understand your employee experience.
2: I think typically when we've, we've talked about receiving feedback from employees, you know, the bog standard will collect a survey once a year, will then communicate out a really long list of things to do. And actually people don't see the update just until it's the, the next survey due a year later, which makes people disengage in giving feedback. I think it's really about understanding what are the different data points that are going to impact someone's experience and being very clear, actually, what do we want to benchmark year on year, month on month, week on week. I think it's about creating those live feed channels so that you can actually create the culture and the mechanism for people giving that continuous feedback, which I think, Amomar, that's what you were referring to. Really focus on that cultural piece for teams to really focus on giving feedback to one another, being clear on those data points that are going to help track that impact and working through how they're going to progress against those.
0: Absolutely right. So, if, you know, what can we do to actually help? improve employee experience and that data-led approach is really important. Collect as much insight as you possibly can. Exactly to your point, surveys are not always the answer. In fact, survey fatigue causes more issues than others. So it's about finding out which are those data points that we can automatically get insight from. We used to use a lot of machine learning and AI to actually decipher the feedback that we were getting on a continuous basis from employees as well as customers. And that sort of data-led approach that it would literally start to bucket different problems in different areas. And say, well, actually, we've got a bigger problem with people not being available than actually people being available and being unhappy. So it's about how the feedback can be used to actually bucket different types of information. And then what we found actually is you end up with, so many different tracks of improvement that you need you can't do everything i think that would be my my next tip really is don't try and solve all of the world's problems choose your top three and use data to find out which those which those three are take ownership and give ownership so it's about empowerment as well so yeah prioritization empowerment data-led approach those would be my top three ways of getting there.
1: Thank you for that Omar and I think you veered in very nicely into some of um, the other questions we have particularly one around how you know you improve your EX and CX we've talked about a few already. Sophie from your perspective what are some of the things that you would kind of look at if you're kind of trying to focus on how to improve an employee experience?
2: Echoing your point, Omar, it can feel a bit like opening Pandora's box and feel quite an overwhelming task. Employee experience can feel quite like a fluffy topic and people can be a bit sceptical actually, what impact is this going to have? So I'd say first and foremost, it's really being clear on that vision and what is the end goal of this? What are we working towards? And having that really communicated well to the people that are involved in this. If that's clear, then As you say, there's top three initiatives. We know they're all going back to the end goal. Second would be to really understand what is going on. I think a lot of the time people make assumptions that they know what the problems are without speaking to people you know I think the main thing here is it is about being agile you know being honest with people that we are going to test things it might not have the right result but then we'll go back to the drawing board it, it's not a big waterfall program and you're not going to see this change overnight it's it's starting on a, a journey and it's a mindset shift as as well as how people operate so having those feedback mechanisms in place and those data points to really test are those initiatives working are really the key things for me well
0: and one of the other things that I've saw work quite well you was that personal sense of achievement everybody likes to be liked and you know the world of social media when you write something people wait for that little like button to see how much they've been appreciated and what apple did and what we did as well by the way is we opened up the employee experience and customer experience to the employees themselves so when they served a customer they could actually see what feedback they had it became an, an objective of theirs to try and make customers happy then they became happier when the customers were happy the science of likes and being liked actually applies to employee experience as well
2: that's really interesting and and it feels like quite a quick win it's just about communicating those results to the people that it should be um, available to so that's really interesting
1: Great, thank you both. I, I think we were kind of alluding to it beforehand, but just talking through, you know, we, we have all these various different ideas to improve employee experience. And, and Sophie, you're alluding to the agile kind of mindset, and I might as well from some of your previous insights. So, how would you go about, as our kind of our last and final kind of question for you, about going, you know, implementing some of these employee experience kind of enhancements? And is there a particular approach that you've taken that's been successful in the past?
2: I can kick us off so i think we need to take this piece by piece i think it's really important to really have that alignment in terms of what is the cx strategy and what is the ex strategy we want these to work in harmony together and be working towards that that end goal i think in terms of prioritizing we really need to have that clear vision and goal and make sure that we are aligned to how we are feeding into that don't take on too much at once listen to the feedback you've had where are you having the most problems look at sizeable chunks and how you can test those and working through that backlog to understand how you can deliver the most impact to those most problem areas first.
0: I think adding to that, one of the things that we saw work, which is very, very important, you alluded to it as well, Sophie, is communication. It's about our employees really understanding the impact they have on the business, on customers, on the experience they provide. It was just that knowledge, giving them that knowledge, their experiences impacting everyone else, made them feel quite important, made them feel quite special. And, And really, when they start to see the numbers behind that as well, they start to see that actually we are making a big difference. It's like the guy who was chopping the potatoes in the back end of the restaurants, he was chopping the potatoes too big. No one ever told him what those potatoes were for. And it was only when the chef actually one day walked in and said, cut them smaller because I'm trying to make a minestrone. Then he realized, ah, okay, that's what you need me to do. He was much happier because he knew his purpose. He knew what he was trying to do. Um, and as a result, customers were happier. They got a nice minestrone. I think that communication was is, is, is really, really important. And in, And tying to that, the other thing we did is once we communicated out to everybody about their impact on employee experience, subsequently the impact of that on customer experience, we actually started to tie that into their KPIs. As a person, how do you contribute to the experience of your fellow colleagues? How do you contribute to the experience of customers? And so that became part of their KPIs and they were actually measured on it. And they were actually, you know, talked about on a frequent basis and how they're making a difference
2: I think yes it's a great point Omar with all of this as we said it can feel like a mammoth task if you are really clear you know what are the strategic changes versus the more tactical changes and if we're very clear on actually what is the end goal that we want to achieve from each of these different phases and pieces of work it it will feel like we're achieving along the way and we'll see early wins and have quick wins and if that's the way to look at it this is going to be a journey of changes and and it will take time.
1: I think that's a very important
0: word there, journey. That's exactly what it is. It takes time to get there.
1: Great. Well, thank you very much both for your um, your input throughout that. I think, you know, we, we've been hearing about the, the importance of a good employee experience, how that's going to impact and improve your customer experience, how to go about starting those types of engagements right from the beginning, and then how you go about implementing those right the way through to delivery, the iterative approach, learning as you go, gaining feedback and adapting. And and as you kind of both said there, it's all about the journey and about taking your employees along and, and improving it bit by bit. So that's it for this episode of Nevermind mind the pain points Um, i'd like to thank you both very much for coming along and sharing your insights and we hope to speak to you soon
0: thank you very much ed thank you